Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I'm Jillian, and we've officially made it to the last podcast episode of 2023. Wow. Okay. And today, we are going to talk about something really important that comes up a lot around this time of year, and that is overeating. And we're going to talk specifically about what I would do if I overate yesterday. We're also going to talk about some things that I would definitely recommend not doing after overeating. And this episode is for both the individual that struggles with overeating, but also for the coach who coaches clients that struggle with overeating, because I know there are some of you listening. And so let's get started with a little bit of a life update. So I got a big old smack in the face yesterday when I woke up feeling absolute, like absolute dog shit. And I'm someone that rarely gets sick. And when I am sick, I'm sort of, I'm a disaster of a human when I'm sick. But it was a really great reminder of what it means to be self-compassionate and the need for rest. Yesterday, my body needed rest. I started out thinking, oh, well, I'll take this as an as a moment to, you know, watch some seminars that I need to watch or, you know, catch up on listening back to some calls for some of the programs that I'm in. But honestly, my brain just was not into it. And that was okay. And the compassionate thing for me was to allow myself to have that day to just be a blob and allow myself to eat whatever my body was asking for, which was literally not very much food because I felt very unwell. But the food that my did my body did ask for was carbohydrates and that's exactly what I gave it. I slept 11 hours last night and I feel like a new person. And so this is a reminder for anyone that struggles to allow themselves to rest and feels guilty for it. Remember that your body will stop you in its tracks if you don't allow it to rest. And so please allow yourself, give yourself that grace of having time where you literally do not try to be productive because sometimes that is exactly what we need. So with that, let's talk a little bit about overeating. And this is a really important conversation to have because sometimes the things that we think we should do after overeating, the things that seem the most quote-unquote logical, actually reinforce the patterns of overeating. And this is coming from someone where I overeat for the majority of my life. Obviously not in every single meal, but I had a pattern of going out to eat and overeating or being at social events and overeating. And I remember so many moments where I ate so much that I felt physically unwell and other moments where I would finish a plate of food and think like, oh God, why did I do that? And some of the moments where the food was just so good and I got caught up in the moment. Other moments, it was like a habit of like this tasty food is in front of me. I want to take advantage of it. And I just finished my plate. And there were so many moments where I would be like, I think I should stop eating. I should stop eating. Stop eating. And I just wasn't able to do it. And so while I never was a full-on binge eater, I would often feel a bit out of control at social events or like those moments where I would feel my hands sort of reaching for more food, whether it was like a Friendsgiving event or a barbecue or a dinner where there was like family-style food on the, on the table or where there was like ice cream in front of me. I would find myself reaching for it over and over again. And funnily enough, my overeating was at its worst when you would look at me and be like, oh, that girl is really fucking fit. And a lot of recovered disordered eaters, a lot of individuals that have had those moments where they've been super, super lean or very quote unquote like fit 
will tell you the same thing, that their overeating was at its worst when they looked objectively the fittest, right? And what I would do is I would give myself these hall passes like, oh, it's okay if I overdo it on this day because here's how I'm going to get back on it. Or, oh, well, I ate too much yesterday, so this is how I'm going to make up for it today or this week. And this actually was a really strong maintaining mechanism in my overeating because it was essentially reinforcing the restrict overeat cycle. I would be very, very strict with my meals and I would feel a little bit hungry, I would feel deprived, and then I would have these moments of overeating and then would go back to depriving myself and feeling hungry again. And if you ask me now, I do not remember the last time that I overate to the point of feeling uncomfortable and I don't remember the last time I overate without it being like a mindful decision to keep eating. It's wild because it used to be such a normal occurrence for me. And I want to I want to reinforce one thing is that overeating sometimes is normal. Even the most mindful eaters overeat. People with the best relationships with food overeat sometimes. It is a normal part of life. And I want to make an important distinction between overeating and binge eating. So I want to share a definition of a binge eating episode taken directly from the DSM, which is the Diagnostic to Statistical Manual, which is used to diagnose disorder, like psychological disorders and eating disorders. And so a binge eating episode is characterized by eating much more rapidly than normal, eating until feeling uncomfortably full, eating large amounts of food when not feeling physically hungry, eating alone because of being embarrassed by how much one is eating, feeling disgusted with oneself, depressed or extremely guilty after overeating. And so while overeating may have similar qualities to a binge eating episode, or someone may have the very, very occasional episode in which they have felt these things, there is a big difference between overeating and having a struggle with binge eating. Neither are something to be ashamed of. So whether you're an overeater or someone that does struggle with binge eating, that is nothing to be ashamed of. It's actually more common than you think it is. But when we are talking about specifically binge eating or binge eating disorder, please look for support by a dietitian or other qualified clinician or therapist, not a coach or personal trainer. If you have episodes like these once a week or more or suspect you're struggling with an eating disorder, please seek out professional help. If you don't know where to go or you're a coach and you don't know how to refer out, please send me a DM on Instagram and I will point you towards some incredible professionals that are qualified to help you. So that's out of the way. Today we are focusing on overeating. And as I mentioned before, even the most mindful eaters overeat sometimes. And sometimes it is a mindful choice to keep eating past fullness. You're eating something, you're like, this is so tasty, I'm feeling full, I'm going to choose to continue eating. That's totally normal. Sometimes it's not a choice, right? Sometimes you realize, oh my gosh, I just finished eating and I am not feeling good. I ate way more than I wanted to. Or sometimes you feel yourself, you notice, oh, I'm full, but you feel yourself pulled to keep eating. It might be to take advantage of the food that's in front of you or the feeling of, I never get to eat this. And if you are someone who struggles with overeating as a repeating pattern or habit, something that happens regularly, something that happens predictably, I want to tell you that focusing on willpower is not something you need to be working on. Here is an example from a client of mine who struggled with overeating and kind of the the steps that we worked on step by step. So we worked on developing skills. So first the skill of eating a mindful meal, then the skill of noticing her physical sensations of hunger and fullness, 
Then noticing the mental sensations of satisfaction, identifying the thoughts that drove her to want to keep eating. Then we practice pausing when she felt a bit full and just giving her some space to kind of sit with that feeling. And then we started practicing something called the last bite threshold, which is sort of checking in and noticing, okay, I'm feeling full. Would I be okay if this was my last bite of food? And these skills take time and practice. I want you to think of them like putting in repetitions at the gym. At first, whatever repetition of this new exercise that you were doing felt really, really weird. And eventually, through effort and time and practice, it gets to the point where you feel comfortable doing it. And to the coaches listening, it's important to know how to dose these steps for our clients and help them be part of the process of deciding how and when to work on them. Telling your client to eat a mindful meal when they don't actually know what that means or why it's important or how to do it is just empty words and it doesn't actually help them do the thing. And so just a little PS here. This is part of what I support coaches with inside my mentorship. So if you want to develop confidence coaching clients and implementing some of these more mindful eating based skills, that is definitely something I recommend looking into and you can find um, details in the show notes. All right, so let's get to it. If you are listening to this in real time, it's the end of December 2023, and you may have eaten a bit more than normal recently. Maybe yesterday you had a huge holiday dinner and you got really excited about the pie, for example. And one of the problems I often see with clients that keeps them stuck in patterns of overeating is how they respond after overeating. Because of the guilt and shame they feel and the knowledge that they likely went past their calorie needs, they'll respond with trying to make up for it in some way. They'll check their bodies. They'll weigh themselves to see the damage. They'll recommit to some strict diet. And the best way to get out of a cycle of overeating is to stop the guilt and shame and bring in more self-compassionate, non-restrictive eating practices. If you can, I want you to get out a notebook and take notes. If you can't because you're driving or you're walking or whatever, that is cool. Do not worry. But this is exactly what I would do as someone who has overcome my own struggles with overeating. If I overate yesterday, this is what I would do. The very first thing I would do is not step on the scale and I would avoid any type of body checking. So this means I would not lift my shirt up to see my belly. I would not pinch my stomach. I would not check to see the damage. And this, all this does is bring attention to temporary changes due to an increase in food intake or sodium or whatever. Any bit of puffiness or bloating is normal, but bringing your attention to it isn't going to make anything better. It is only going to increase the feeling of urgency to trying to make up for it. So instead, what I would do is I would get out a notebook or a note in my phone and I would intentionally bring my mind to practicing gratitude for my body's functions rather than focusing on my body's form. I would say things to myself like I'm grateful for my mind for allowing me to laugh with my friends so much yesterday. I'm grateful to my heart for allowing me to love my family so much. I'm grateful to my arms for helping me hug everyone I saw yesterday. I would then put on comfy clothing and this is a key step in reducing how much you focus on your body after overeating. Of course if I put on my tight jeans with that button that digs into my belly when I sit down I am going to think about how bloated I feel. I'm going to think about my stomach. But if I wear something comfortable, I wear something with a stretchy waistband, something that I know feels comfy on my body, that is going to help me instinctually think less about my body. And for 90% of you listening, the next thing I would encourage you to do is to commit to regular meals. And I say 90% 
Because this is where it depends a little bit on where you're at in your relationship and your process with food. And if overeating is a habit or something that just happened yesterday, right? Personally, I've done a lot of work on hunger and fullness and eliminating restriction from my approach to eating. So personally, I may eat a little bit more based on hunger the next day and I know that I'm likely to be less physically hungry if I ate a lot the day before. However, if overeating is a habit and you are not yet at a place of food neutrality or you are aware that you have a restrictive mindset around food, if you are aware that your relationship with food still needs work, please, please eat regular meals. And to all of the coaches listening, this is where you really need to know how your client thinks about food. And it takes a lot of careful listening to your client's language. Some people are not ready yet to eat based on hunger and fullness, especially if they're highly focused on macros or numbers or weight and calories. Yes, eating normal meals after overeating the day before feels counterintuitive. Like why would I force myself to eat regular meals when I know I overate yesterday? However, not eating regular meals the day after overeating reinforces this idea that I need to make up for what I eat. It reinforces this restrictive approach to eating. And one of the maintaining mechanisms for overeating habits is restriction or feeling deprived. And so in order to break the chain, we need to eat regular meals. And this may look like three meals plus two snacks, three meals plus three snacks, you may notice those meals are a little bit smaller or you, you don't necessarily finish everything on your plate because you're not as hungry. That's fine. Commit to eating regular meals, please. The next thing I would do is to move my body in a way that feels good. And this can be really, really helpful for just like overall digestion and mood boosting. But it's important to note here that the intention behind moving your body is really important. So I would move my body because it's something that feels good. I enjoy walking. I enjoy getting outside. I'd probably go like take my dog for a hike or a walk if the weather permitted. But I want you to notice what your mind says to you when you think about exercise the day after overeating. Is it something that you're planning to do because you realize you ate too much or that you were already planning to do because you knew you were going to eat too much? Is it some sort of non-negotiable you have in place in order to control your weight? Or is movement something you're excited to do because of how it makes you feel? Are you looking forward to getting in the gym because you know how strong and energized you feel after eating a bunch of food the day before? The why behind movement is important. And be really, really honest with yourself. This is where having a coach that can help you kind of read between the lines of what you say can be really helpful because we're really good at tricking ourselves around this kind of stuff. And the final thing I would do after overeating is I would make sure to add something into my day that truly aligns with my values. So for me, that would look like spending some time reading, meeting a friend for a walk or a coffee, going watching a movie or a show with my partner, listening to a comedy podcast. I would do something that really aligns with my values of connection, curiosity, creativity, or freedom because I know that is going to help me feel more like me and think less about my body and my eating habits. And focusing on values-aligned activities and actions is so important for your overall relationship with food. It's what helps continue to grow that part of you that isn't thinking about food or isn't thinking about your body or the gym all the time. And then if you are someone that enjoys journaling or is open to some self-reflection, self-reflection can be really, really helpful here. 
And I want to encourage you to reflect taking this overeating event not as a good or a bad thing, but as neutral. It is simply something that happened. It is not good or bad, but self-reflection can help you kind of observe, you know, what may have contributed to my overeating? What would I like to do next time if I wanted to not eat in this way? What are some things perhaps from this episode after listening to this episode that might be helpful for me to do in order to work on my overeating? And this is something that if you have any questions on, go ahead and DM me on Instagram. It's a conversation I've been having so much recently and I'd be happy to provide you with some helpful reflection questions if you want. And so I know that there are some coaches listening that are likely going to put some of these tips in practice with their clients, which is amazing. I offer this advice really for anyone to expand their understanding of what it means to develop a better relationship with food, especially when, you know, I see so much of our industry really still being highly focused around restriction and 12-week programs and, you know, reaching these results in this amount of time. And this simply reinforces a really highly restrictive mindset around nutrition. And even for coaches who do coach on fat loss, there are ways to coach on fat loss that are not in alignment with this sort of restrictive dieting approach. And there are ways to coach on fat loss that continue to reinforce so many of the problems that our clients struggle with. And if you're a coach and you love the tips that I give, you are going to thrive inside my coaching mentorship. We not only work on helping you implement these tips with your clients, but also in increasing your ability to truly coach and be a client-centered coach that helps collaborate with your clients and helps them see so much deeper change. And so if you want to learn more about mentorship, go ahead and check out my Instagram. I have a bunch of info on my Instagram right now about that. You can also DM me mentorship and I am happy to chat through these details with you. If you are not a coach and you would love to work with me in some capacity in 2024 and you are ready to take action as soon as possible, here's a little bit of motivation for you. I will be raising my rates in 2024. If you are a current client, don't freak out. This does not apply to you. If you are considering working with me, I will be raising my rates in 2024, but I am offering my 2023 rates for one-on-one coaching through the first week of January, and then I will be increasing rates. So if you want to lock in the 2023 rate for one-on-one coaching, DM me coaching on Instagram, or you can send me an email, Jillian, G-I-L-L-I-A-N, at bitesize.es before January 5th. 2024 if you reserve your coaching spot before then you will I will honor those 2023 rates for you so with that thank you so much for listening please share this with anyone you think might need these tips in your life and if you'd like to give me a little Christmas gift or holiday gift please take a moment to rate this podcast wherever you listen whether Apple or Spotify or wherever thank you so much for being here this year of podcasts it podcasting is truly one of my favorite things and I want to thank you for being a part of that and and helping me continue to do that because if I did not have listeners I would stop pod well I might still podcast even if I only had like five listeners but I want to thank you because I truly this is one of my favorite parts of what I get to do and knowing that there are individuals that listen hearing from people oh my gosh I listen to your podcast all the time you have no idea how incredible that feels 
and it, it helps me truly continue to push myself to come up with like new topics and research things and thank you so much for that. So thank you and I hope that you have an amazing rest of 2023 or just an amazing rest of the day wherever you are, whatever you're doing.